0: to the Godcast with Benjamin Shelby. It is my goal that through this episode, not only you can see that the Bible is accessible to you, applicable to your life, but also attainable to live through our Lord Jesus Christ. So I hope you enjoy this episode today as we are diving deep into the Word of God. And I pray that not only you're hearing this episode, but you also open up your heart so you can live by the truth and the Word of God and your life can be changed the same way mine was. I have an interesting thing to talk about today. I went yesterday to watch Jesus Revolution. Now, a little bit of, uh, if you don't know this about me, I love film. I dissect every single type of film. If I'm watching a movie, assuming there's no inappropriate content in it, I will dissect like every single frame. Like, I think film is just such a great medium to be able to um, elicit feeling and emotions and reach people. In an amazing way. And bottom line. I don't really need to hold off anymore. I've never seen a movie. A Christian movie specifically. Elicit this much emotion. I think that this movie absolutely deserves your money. Right off the top. I think that if you give money to Disney. Or you give money to. um, You know whatever. Warner Brothers. Whatever you go to watch the movies for. If you give money to them. I think we need to give money to these guys. Who made Jesus Revolution? Because I tell you what, I love film, but I do not like Christian films. Like at, on a on a general level, I do not. There's a couple of them I liked. Just a couple uh, of nights ago, I watched Show Me the Father. Most of it, I fell asleep at the end because I was too tired. But um, yeah, that that was good. But that wasn't a cinematic storytelling. That's not what that was. I've yet to see, and I know there's a couple of them out there, but I've yet to see a Christian movie. Do good with storytelling. And I've seen plenty of movies about Jesus. And I've seen plenty of Christian movies, and they all just seem cheesy. They all just seem like... I, I, there's, You know what I'm talking about. There's a feeling to it. And this movie is not that. It is not that. And just a little bit of context, too. I was sitting in a full theater. If, if you just came here to hear if you should go watch it or not, and you don't want to hear any spoilers there, this will be primarily a spoiler-free review, but after I tell the story, you can just hop off, go watch the movie, come back, and hear my overall thoughts on it, but I was watching it with a pretty packed theater, I haven't seen a theater this packed for a good while, like, I um, I go to the movies, last year I went to the movies probably 19 times is what I counted, and yeah, I, I didn't see the theater this full, but for maybe one or two of those movies. Like th- it was a pretty packed theater and everybody was there to watch a Christian movie. And that surprised me. And I was like, okay, well, this is going to be interesting. I have two grown men sitting next to me. I'm watching this movie by myself and man, the emotions in the movie, as soon as the lights went on, I saw at least, uh, five, ten people crying And, like, everybody in the theater just clapped. Like, it was just an amazing experience. I'm not going to tell you that that's the experience you're going to see. But I'm just telling you this movie has emotion. This movie shows the truth. And that's something interesting that I want to get talking about in a little bit. But, yeah, it's just this movie, I think, is going to do some really, really cool things. And I was telling my mom after I watched it. This is the way that you reach people now. It's on their screens. And it's, it's storytelling stuff like this it's not primarily the only way but this is a new medium that i think if christians can take a look at this and me being an aspiring filmmaker someday would love to make a film take a move take a page out of the Irwin brothers book and elicit emotions in in brutal honesty this movie as i'll um as i'll go through kind of what happens in it and how it affected me it is brutally honest It's honest in both ways. In the beginning, it shows how sin is going to destroy your life. And at the end, it shows, well, what happens when you're serving God and that high leaves you? Uh, Something that one of the characters say, and this is in the spoiler, but about midway through the film, he's like, what if this is just another high? Because he was doing drugs. If you don't know what this movie is about, it's about uh, the hippie movement in 1970s. And it's about the revival. And uh, I want to go deep into that in a little bit. But man, he was like, what if this is just another high? What if it's just another drug? What if it feels great right now, but in a little bit, it's going to wear off. And he sees that after all these victories, he starts getting defeats. And that's just honest. It's easy. It's easy to make a Christian film and be like, oh, look at this. It's God's just, you know, you'll never, uh, you get saved. You get this great feeling. That's, that's the end. But that's not the end. We Christians know that it's, it's a constant battle. And we know that God's always good to us, but it's a constant battle to continue to see that. And that movie elicits that so beautifully. And there's so much I want to get into. So right now, I'm going to start kind of getting into spoilers. Not, not really, but just to show how like I'm going to go beat by beat into the movie. I actually went and wrote little notes because I wanted to explain what I love so much about this film. So bottom line, go watch this movie. Go watch it. Please give it your money. And I don't think you'll be disappointed before you leave. Actually, I do want to say this is that there's going to be times in the movie. And this is purposeful. I like, I know this is purposeful that you're going to be like, wait, Ben, Ben recommended this movie to me because it, it seems like maybe they're okay with sin at some point. Or like, there's a scene in the middle specifically that I was like, okay, this movie has completely lost me. And it was a faith healing scene, like, like a TV preacher type faith healing and it just it was weird, and I was like, okay, this is where the movie's about to end me, or <laughs> end me. Yeah, this movie's about to kill me right here. No, it, it's where the movie's about to lose me. And I was wrong. I was wrong. Watch it all the way through. By the time you get to the end, you'll understand what was going on, and you'll understand. It. it it's almost a flawless film. It's not flawless. Obviously, there, there there's even some things that I don't 100% agree with, but its overall message and its overall visual storytelling. There's drug sequences in it. That's another thing. It's going to scare some people. There are scary scenes in it. And I'm someone that watches, you know, tense movies. But man, the drug, the trip sequences in this movie, it's just impending doom. Like it's just, you feel the urgency of trying to um, get out of this situation. And you'll feel that. So if you have some sensitive younger kids to that kind of stuff, or if you don't want your kids to see uh, drug uses, that might be something that you're going to want to, uh, fit, you're, you're going to want to think about before you bring little kids to it, but man, the drug sequences, it doesn't show them doing the drugs, but it shows, like, the visuals of what's going on, it's just, I can't explain it to you, it's beautiful, beautifully done, beautiful message, beautiful storytelling, go watch this movie, period. All right, so now I'm going to start, uh, going on to the pros and stuff that I had on this movie, and I wrote notes here, this movie, first off, like I said, the, production quality, amazing. Don't have to say anything more about that, although I probably will because I was so surprised with how much I enjoyed the storytelling, the visual storytelling in this. This movie is very good at being relevant. Very good at it. It's like these people understood that what they were going through in the 70s was exactly what we're going through now. People are, you know, asking questions, what if there's no truth? What if we can do whatever we want? What if the drugs are the way to get us to see the truth and... All, you know, all of that stuff. Just people are in search for the truth. And that, that can't be more relevant than today. There's people all over the place looking for the truth. Period. There's it's not even a question about that. People are looking for the truth. And this movie, what it does is it takes that and says, okay, yes, they were looking for the truth back then, so why don't we compare it to now? It's such a modern day. Uh, it, it, it is so relevant to modern day. And back then, and it was just amazing the the way that they did that. And this movie, it's it's going to be a little bit confusing at first, okay? Because this is what it does, and it does it so beautifully. And if maybe you didn't realize this, so hope if you came back after watching the movie, listening to this, there, I I want to point this out because it's just such a very, uh, what do you call it? It's it's very nonchalantly done, but it is amazing the way that they did this movie. So in the beginning, the, there's a question asked. What if there's no truth and you see this church that does not let people in, that don't look like them, that don't sound like them, that don't do things like them? It's a very closed-door church. It's a very legalistic church. So you get that viewpoint and then you get the hippies and you get these people doing drugs. And what's really beautifully done and it was like it had me on the edge of my seat, like, wait a second, what is this movie trying to say? Because what they did at the beginning of this movie is they did not tell you what truth is. They want you to come up with that and they give good arguments for both sides you know they give the the people uh the legalistic church they give well we don't want they we don't want people that don't look like those people that are going to drag our name through the mud in our church that's wrong but you can understand that and then you look at the hippies and you see that people are outcasting them and they're just trying to search for truth and that is such a beautiful like representation of what all of us have been through we're looking for the truth and it doesn't say that the drugs are wrong either It actually shows a fun part to the drugs, which was interesting. It shows them, like, being at peace when they're doing the drugs. So it shows these different viewpoints, and it does not tell you which is true. It does not tell you what is right. It does not tell you what is wrong. It just shows you the facts on what's going on. And it's just, it's really disorienting. Because you go into this movie expecting to get preached at, right? Right up front, like, okay, this is wrong. This is right. And it does not do that. But then you get about 15 minutes into the movie, okay? and it shows these this guy okay let me let me introduce you to the characters all right so there's this man named greg okay he's a high school student actually and he is riding by his uh, this this fence or whatever and he sees all these people doing drugs but they look like they're having a fun time and greg comes up to one of the uh, hippies and he wants to meet this girl named Kathy he can see the girl over there he, he's recording her being a little weirdo that is weird guys by the way don't do that just record women without them knowing but she's just sitting in the grass and he comes up and he inter- or she comes up and introduces herself to him and that's where that question's posed well what if there's no truth and she says follow me and I'll show you what what I've experienced and what makes me happy so there's this guy who starts off as a clean cut guy Uh, with mother issues, which we'll get into later, he starts off as this clean-cut guy, but then goes in because of this girl, it's always a girl, and he goes into this life of drugs. But again, it's not like that, that the drugs drugs ruin him. So it starts off, he's a nice clean-cut guy doing no drugs, and then it shows him as a nice clean-cut guy doing drugs, doing acid or whatever it is. And it's, again, just so interesting that they chose not to make it seem like this big deal. And But progressively throughout like the first half of the movie, you see him start to deteriorate. He starts to be a mess. He starts to just not make any sense. His brain is literally deteriorating. And that's what sin does. That's what Satan does. He entices us into sin. And then he's like, okay, it's fine. And at first it is fine. At first it seems like it's fine, even though it's wrong. It seems like it's fine. But as you continue to be slave to this, you continue to do the things that you thought were making you free, it it automatically makes you a prisoner. And that's what this movie elicits so beautifully. And, okay, so we have Greg and we have Kathy, and they are, you know, doing drugs, they're going to these uh, hippie conventions, and what's interesting, and this really made me uh, think about, like, the modern-day, pro-choice, LGBTQ-type things... The people at the hippie convention doing what, uh, you know, running the whole thing, said, you are loved here no matter what. You are accepted. You are loved. And then out of nowhere, this plane comes and drops acid all over them, like uh, the acid drops, and they start taking these drugs. And because they think they're loved, that's the place that they go to. And then you look at this church, and this church is has the door shut and the church says we don't want your kind in there it's a very legalistic church they don't want people that you know don't dress like them or people that are insane they don't want them there so naturally where are people going to gravitate towards they're going to gravitate towards the place that they think that they're loved but that is going to destroy them and as we continue to go through this movie you'll see that anyway so the pastor's kid is kind of interested in this hippie revolution. It's this, this, uh, whatever you want to call it. It's not really revolution, this hippie movement. She's interested in it because her church has really tainted her view of the world because they think, oh, you can't wear dresses or you can't wear pants or, you know, you can't have tattoos. You can't listen to this type of music. You have to listen to only this type of music, stuff like that. It's really taking her away from the church. Another brutally honest point. So she goes out and when she leaves, the, the pastor says, If, if God wants me to understand what's going on, he needs to send me a hippie because I do not get this at all. Well, (laughs) actually, then we get this fish out of water situation where Kathy's driving down or not Kathy. Uh, I don't have her name down, but the, the PK is driving down the road and there's a hippie and his name is Lonnie, Lonnie Frisbee. Again, these are true events. Uh, Lonnie is wearing a Jesus loves you thing, but he's hippie and he's walking down the street and uh, the PK picks him up and takes her to his father to her father's house, so he can meet this man that's a hippie, but also claims to love God. And this is where, again, the movie started to lose me, because it seemed like they were saying that the man was staying in his sin and still loving God. Okay, like like if you understand what I'm saying there, he was still in the hippie culture. And he also says that he was trying to share the gospel. So clearly, my mind went to the LGBTQ movement, where they say, "Yeah, I, I can be gay and be a Christian. I can be uh I can I can be pro-choice and be a or er, and be a Christian." And that's where I kind of thought that this movie was gonna go, but I think that it's completely different because he clearly says that the drugs the the sexual perversion that they were going that they were doing was wrong but he looks at the pastor and says but if you want to reach my people you need to understand how they talk you need to understand them and he says we go to the places where we are accepted and where they're accepted right now is the drugs and it is the the hippie conventions that's where they're accepted and he says we can only walk through doors open to us and right now your church door, Is closed, and he says the drugs were just a quest. The drugs were just were just trying to fit, find something, find something that gives them meaning, find something that gives them hope, find something that actually fulfills them. And he says, but we were looking in all the wrong places. And again, just just the relevancy of this movie is insane. Just the way that they articulate exactly what's going on in our culture. People that are um, confused about their gender. People that are confused about just all sorts of things they're looking for something they're missing something and they want to understand it but they can only go to the places where they feel loved and accepted and again the multiple times throughout this movie it says that what they were doing was wrong but this is a place this church should be a place to find forgiveness this church doors should be open and find forgiveness in it so Lonnie uh brings some of his friends to the church okay and I'm trying to read what in the world I put here. It looks like, uh, yeah, I, I literally have no idea. I was writing notes in the dark. So I'm going to assume that I was just talking about that. Lonnie takes a couple of his friends to the church and the people at the church hate it. The people at the church, you know, are separated They're, on one side of the church is the church people on the other side of the church is the hippies and The hippies, he is not struggling with drugs. He's got, he's, his, he already got saved out of the drugs. He got saved out of all of that. And he, but he, but he brings his people, his friends that are into drugs there. And you kind of start seeing people come to know God. You see that a man who has, who understands what they're going through, who has care towards them. This man that cares brings them to church. And you kind of start seeing people getting saved. And people feeling accepted. I think this movie specifically is for the church. I think that you can take your unsaved pe- your unsaved friends there. But I think this movie specifically is for the church. Because they need forgiveness and freedom. And the church is the place that's supposed to give that. The church is the place that's supposed to say, Hey, my doors are open. We don't accept your sin, but we accept you. Come on in. Come on in and... And just get to know my God. I think this movie's for that. And then the movie, after Lonnie takes his friends to the church and, you know, the people at the church hate it, Lonnie is having a good time. And, um, like, he's he's enjoying that this church is finally starting to open their doors to them. And then I wrote down here, oh, my word, it even has the views of the false Christianity. Okay, so they're they're at this campus. And this is like a free mic time, I guess. So it starts off in this man's like, God hates black people. It was a black man. He says, God hates black people. You look at the scriptures and it talks about how God is racist. God is sexist. God doesn't love women. God hates black people. God hates people in general. God is okay with slavery. And he's going on all these things and you hear that all the time. And then another guy comes up and he talks about how Satan loves you. He's like... And, and he's saying how, you know, um, if you sell your soul out to Satan, then you'll, you'll be fulfilled and you can clearly tell that he's not. And then Lonnie comes up, Lonnie Frisbee comes up and he says, you know, that's, that was really weird what they were saying, because according to my Bible, you're loved the way that you are. You don't have to change to come to God. And he he specifically says that this is a place that God wants to forgive you for your sins. And God wants to get you out of the things you're struggling with. And he, he goes to the place, he goes to the place where the people are. Again, this church is not doing that. This church is not doing that. The church is staying there, shutting the door, saying, nope, we can't have anybody come in. But Lonnie's going to the people. And he's saying, look, I I understand what you're going through. I was a sinner myself. You can come to know God. Oh, and there was a a scene earlier, which I'll get into in a second. I, I missed this scene. But he says, you can come to know God. He went to the place that the people are. And I think Christians, we need to go to the place that the people are. We need to go to them. We need to go to them and show them that God loves them. Okay, so there was a scene about 10 minutes earlier, I guess. Where uh, our two main characters, which is Greg and Kathy, they're with their friends, and they're they're all high. You know, and again, the visuals, you can tell they're high because of the way that the camera moves. And it's so disorienting. They think it's funny. They think that the way that they don't understand what they're saying is funny. They think that, you know, everybody's laughing about what them not being able to even say the most simple things. They think it's hilarious. But... As, an out, as a person on the outside looking in, you see the danger here. And this is one of those scenes where you just, you know that something bad's about to happen. And Kathy's sister stands up and starts walking and starts foaming at the mouth and passing out. But everybody's drugged up. So they're all like trying to figure out what's going on. And Kathy's, friend, Kathy's sister is dying. They're trying to figure out what's going on. So Kathy turns her sister over, but and her sister survives. But then you see the way that the sin blinds you. You know, one of their friends are just like, "Whoa, that was crazy." And then like they start passing on the drugs again, and they all start laughing. Right when this person was about to die because of their sin. And again, it's just this it's this idea that sin blinds you. So then after that, they're listening to Lonnie preach at the courtyard at the school after the Satanist and the person and the atheist comes up and Kathy is ready to not do the drugs anymore. Greg's too far in. Greg started off he wasn't into drugs, but now Greg's too far in. And Kathy is done. She says my sister just almost died yesterday. But Greg doesn't understand why she is why she cares. Greg feels invincible. You know what I mean? So Whatever. Greg is uh, addicted to the drugs still. But Kathy hears Lonnie saying what he's saying. And she goes to Lonnie's church because the church by now is growing. And at this point, the pastor's like, you know what? I'm going to say something because there's clear tension going on in the church. I'm going to say something. You guys are allowed in here at all times. That door is always open. And he's, he's beginning to see that these people need God. Not that he's accepting their sin, but these people need God. So he says, you guys can come in here whenever you want. That door is always open. And he looks over to the side and uh, where all of the church people are. And he says, you know what? That if you don't like it, the door is also always open. It works both ways. So we have this scene where four or five of the church members just walk out the door because they do not want these guys to be associated with these hippies. But one man gets up, looks at the door, and you can see this in the trailer. He looks at the door and walks to the side with the hippies, puts her arm around him and says, all right, preacher, go ahead. Like, it's just this idea that people are looking to be accepted. People are looking for something true, something to grasp onto. And guys, that should be the church. The reason why people are going to uh, these LGBTQ rallies or these pro-life things is because they feel accepted. The reason why people are in drugs, in alcohol, and with the friends that they shouldn't be with is because they feel accepted there. And the reason they're not going to church is either one or two things. One, Satan's lying to them and saying that you'll never be accepted there. Or two, they're not accepted there. And that's the problem. That's the thing. And that's the thing this movie's trying to say. Is Christians stand up and say, "No matter what, you're accepted here. No matter what, you can come in here." Again, not accepting their sin, and this this man does not accept their sin because he says multiple times that there's forgiveness from your sin here. You can be forgiven, and you can live a new life. And this man, this man says, "Come on in." And I, I want to interpret something the way that that I think the movie wants it to be interpreted. Is that like I said earlier, Lonnie's not into the drugs. So I think that like the hippie movement, like the hippie clothes and stuff, is like people coming in with tattoos at the church, and then people saying you can't, you can't be in here because you had tattoos, or people wanting to serve in the church but they have you know a nose ring, or people wanting to serve the, in the church and they, and they just don't look like what we think Christians should look like. Lonnie didn't look like what a Christian thought or what people thought Christians should look like, but he was. Doing amazing things for God. So I think that's where it comes in is that this is not talking about sin. If Lonnie was in sin, then I would hate this movie because he's doing all these great things for God while he's in sin, but he's not. He just looks different and he's reaching people because he looks different. If you go to, um, you know, a place in a third world country, there was a place, I don't remember where it was, but it was wrong for women to, to wear dresses. I think they had to wear some sort of thing. And if you were a woman over there, wouldn't you want to dress like them to be able to preach the gospel to them? And that's where Lonnie is. He got saved out of that lifestyle, but he's going into that life. He's going into the people that are stuck in that lifestyle, dressed as them, saying, Hey, look, I I understand what you're going through and bringing people in. And that's just, I think it's beautiful. And I think that that's what Christians need to do. So then after Kathy's going to the church for a little while Greg decides he wants to go and he goes in there and he that's when he just he's he's sobbing in the in in the church and I'm sobbing in the audience with you know two grown men sitting next to me like I am just I'm losing it because I felt this way and he comes out and and he Kathy follows him and he says Kathy what if this is just fake what if this is just another high What if, what if I feel good right now, but in a little bit, it's going to be gone. And that's just, again, the honesty in this movie. And she's like, well, we'll figure out. So he's on the verge of getting saved. And then Lonnie says, all right, next week, we're going to be down by Pirate's Cove and we are going to get baptized. We're going to go to the river and get baptized. So I was like, okay, is this movie about to say that you need to get baptized to be saved? No, it doesn't. Every single baptism they come up, so there's this big group of people. This big group of people, they they're going to get saved because they hear this movement that's going on. This movement where hippies are accepted in the church, this movement where you don't have to be anything you're not to come into the church, in this movement where people are getting changed. So they walk into the water. Uh Kathy walks into the water and And the pastor says, okay, Pastor Chuck, he says, all right, have you accepted Jesus as your Savior? And she starts crying and she says, yes, I have. So she gets baptized and said, okay, well, and Pastor Chuck says, okay, this is a symbol of you being saved. This is a symbol of you're you're a new creature now. And she comes up and she's uh, sobbing. It's just a beautiful, beautiful scene. And uh, Greg starts crying. And he walks in there just because everybody else is doing it. He walks in there and he looks at Lonnie and Lonnie's like, have you trusted Jesus as your savior? And this is this movie I'm telling you, the storytelling is great. He starts sobbing and he's like, not yet. And then he, then Lonnie's like, well, would you like to, are you ready to get rid of all the sin? Are you ready to start a new life? And Greg says, yes. So he says, all right. And then he and then he grabs Greg by the face and like puts his head on his head and He says, then pray with me. So it it goes through what somebody needs to do to be saved right there. So it uses Greg as a tool to show people this is how you get saved. So Lonnie's Lonnie's, uh, crying with him. They're both crying. And Greg just feels like this uh, weight being lifted off of it. And you can see it visually by when he goes down in the water after he gets saved. He goes down in the water. And out of nowhere, Lonnie's gone. It's an underwater shot. Lonnie's gone. Okay, and Greg's down there for probably a good 45 seconds, just being like just sinking a- in the ocean, and it's just so beautiful. And you can see that he's almost like stuck down there, but then as he swims up, he comes up as a new creature. Like it's amazing, just visually. He starts swimming up, and then as soon as he, you know, as soon as he breaks the water as he comes up, it shows that Lonnie was holding on to him the whole time, and he lift Lonnie lifts him up. And, you know, it's just this, it's emotional scene. It's an emotional high at this part. And, again, it's just the honesty of this movie. Because everybody that got saved, there is an emotional high there. You do get emotionally satisfied. And, you know, things keep happening in the movie after that. Um, Greg moves in with... I don't, moves in with Lonnie, Lonnie has this like house for hippies, I'm going to kind of go through this pretty fast now, so uh, Greg's moved in there, Greg wants to propose to Kathy, because she's, she's, seems like she'd be the one that God would want him to marry, there's this really funny scene, okay, this got a really big laugh out of me, because obviously we know that there's Christian movies that are very cheesy, and this movie understands that. And so there's a scene where Greg's talking to Kathy and he's like, Look, if you ever get in between serving me and God, and he's his acting is so off. Like, you know that this is what the movie directors were trying to say. And he's like, if you ever get in between me and God, I'm just gonna have to I'm gonna have to leave you. Which is a good thing. But like I I don't know if I'm making it seem like how funny it actually is, because it's that cheesy acting that you would come to expect in a Christian movie, and she's like that was awfully corny, don't you think? Like, it was just just that uh, that meta type of humor really made me laugh in this movie. Anyway, so Greg is ready to propose to Kathy. Greg also gets to preach this youth conference, and he's really just getting to know these teenagers after he gets saved. He's telling his testimony, and he, he he's still dressed like a hippie, but he, he's in this church trying to lead these people to Christ. And it's just, it's an amazing high. Like, for 10 minutes in this movie, it's just one thing after the next, after the next is going right. There's this uh, movement going on, penned now, the Jesus revolution, where hippies are getting saved out of their old life and being born into a new one. There's this reporter asking everybody questions. It's just, you can clearly see God moving. And then, Greg goes to ask Kathy's father if he can propose to her and his father says no or her father says no and right then I'm like oh this movie is about to go somewhere that I did not think was gonna happen okay so he says no and Greg's like wait what like Greg going through all these emotional highs he's not getting what he's what he knew he was supposed to he knew that this was the next step and it wasn't going the way as planned So the father says, no, you, you can't get married to her. So he goes to the church and the pastor's waiting there saying, you can't do the services anymore, the children's services. He says that you just, you're the way that you were, the way that your lifestyle was, it's just a bad name on the church. So he's not able to do serve the way that he used to anymore. He got all these things and he started getting taken away from him and So they're at this service, and he's already struggling with this stuff, I believe at this point is what, when this happens. He's struggling with all of these uh, discouragements in his life. And Lonnie's up there, okay? Follow me with Lonnie's story, because this is something really, really interesting. This is where the movie almost lost me again. There's multiple times where this movie almost lost me. Uh, Lonnie is preaching the gospel beautifully to all of these people, and it's a big emotional scene. And then Lonnie turns around... And turns back around, almost like he's a different person. And he's like, I can feel that somebody needs healed tonight. And he goes down, and he just starts faith healing. Everybody. Like, touching them on the heads, and people sobbing, like, saying, you're healed. In the name of Jesus Christ, you're healed now of that thing. Which, obviously, we as Christians don't believe that's what happens. We, You know, it's you can't just go down to someone and be like, you're healed of drugs now. And, like, that. And that's where the movie, I was like, what is this movie trying to say? And it was weird because this was happening, but it was an uncomfortable feeling. Like, something weird's going on. Like, this is not right. And there's just just the way that the camera's moving, the way that the music is. You're like, something is not right about this. So Lonnie is starting to do these faith healing things. Greg's life is falling apart. And finally, uh, Greg's mom, who I didn't talk about it because it's not really that important, but his mom's an alcoholic. His mom left his dad, all this stuff. And he lived with his mom. His mom was drinking and sobbing and, you know, and uh, being in a bar, just being alone because her boyfriend just left her. So she gets in her car and drives off. And I'm writing down something in my book, in this notes. And it says that uh, Lonnie is using God as spectacle instead of... And then, like, I start scribbling. And then I was like, oh, sorry. His mom just got hit. Okay, so she <laughs> just... The way that I wrote that because I was writing something down and then, like, the, the car startled me. So she starts driving down and she's sobbing and out of nowhere she gets hit by a car. Okay. So Greg's life is literally falling apart. He he can't marry the girl he wants. He can't, uh, he can't do the ministry that he was doing before. And now his mom gets hit. And to make matters even worse, Lonnie and his wife are going through things... And they're going through all these arguments because his wife feels like he's not, he's not being with her enough. He's so focused on the Jesus movement that, that he's not giving time to her. And she says that you don't care about this movement anymore. It's all about you because you're doing all these faith healings and nobody's actually getting healed. It's all about you now. And it's just like, it shows this high in a Christian life, which if you've lived a Christian life, you understand that the high is very real. But then it shows what happens when everything's gone. Does God still love you? and Greg is like, so Lonnie and his wife leave, Lonnie and his wife, they're out of there, and you don't see him for the rest of the movie, and as it comes out, as it turns out, they worked it out, and uh, he got right back with God, and all of that, but at this time, Greg doesn't know that, so Lonnie and his wife leave Greg, so Greg doesn't have anything left, and he goes to his mom, and her face is all messed up, she's getting stitches, because she got hit by that car from, uh, drunk driving. And he looks at his mom and he still says, he says, you know what? I was worried about this. And this is me paraphrasing pretty much that he was worried about this being just another high. And she says, but something's different about you. And he's like, yeah, mom, it's, it's real. And she's like, maybe you can help me make it real to me too. So you just, you see that even though God might not be visible you know, all of these things are falling apart for him and he's struggling, but he says, no, there's something, there's something real about this Jesus guy. There's something real about my faith. And it was just, it was a beautiful thing. I'm not, I I can't tell you exactly what the feeling here and just the way that it's portrayed, but it's just amazing. So his mom gets saved and it just shows how even when tragedy falls on the righteous, God is still there. Greg still sought God. Greg still, even through all of his things, he was still seeking God, and God showed himself to it. And just the honesty of this movie is so crazy. Because at the beginning of this movie, it says, is there truth? Then it shows that there is truth, but then it begs this question, is the truth worth it to follow? It It's just beautiful, beautiful questions. And then obviously it answers, yes, the truth is worth following. And there's multiple other angles to it that I don't want to get into because it's just too much. But there's also this side plot where Kathy and heard that Greg was going to propose to her from her dad and she comes back saying that she'd like to marry him. But Greg at this point has seen so many, uh, you know, Lonnie and his wife arguing and he's just so scared to move forward, which is, you know, that's something that a lot of us can relate to. That we're scared to move forward because we see some heartbreak. I'm someone who likes to be, I'm pretty reserved. I'm someone who... In my flesh, I'm very scared to make moves because I'm worried about getting hurt. So this like really just, it spoke to me. And I'm not just talking about in relationships. I'm talking about just moving forward in my life. And it just really spoke to me. And And being a spectator from the outside, obviously these are fictional characters, but these are real things that happen all the time. I could just, I could see and it really impacted me that people struggle with that. When there's no reason to. You know what I mean? He he has this idea that something wrong is going to happen, even though he has no basis to judge that on, because he's just getting in his own head. He thinks that there's something in between him and Kathy when it was all in his head. He thinks that there's something in between him and his mentor, Lonnie, but it's just in his head. And he makes it feel like he thinks that it's all his fault, but it's just in his head. Like, you can just see that his life is falling apart, but it's falling apart also because he has chosen to look at the negatives instead of looking for God. But then, like I said, he, he looks for God and life is hard. That like the main thesis of this, of this movie is the church needs to be accepting of the people, not the sin, the people, and that life is hard in the church ministry. But if you keep going and don't give up on God, God's not going to give up on you. And God's not going to give up on you, period. But it'll feel like that if you do not get you know you you, if you give up on God then it might seem like God gives up on you when that's not true so it's just it's a beautiful movie the ending of the movie it it ends with um Pastor Chuck giving Greg the church keys he got he inherited another church so Greg gets gets to be a pastor at the end of this movie and it's just one thing after the next after the next it's just it the movie hit it hit home even when it did, did some things that I was like, I don't know about that, it paid off. This movie, take as many people as you can to it, go watch this movie, give it money, and I promise you, even if you might not agree with everything, because there's some things I didn't agree with. Like, even, even though I'm saying it's kind of cool, I think the faith healing subplot is a little bit too much to put in this movie. I think that I don't really understand exactly what they were going for, but I think that it's an interesting way to just be honest and see that some people, when you're serving God, there's, even your mentors might fail you, and I don't know, it's just one thing after the next, after the next, it was just, it paid off, it was an amazing movie, go watch this movie, go give it your money, and there's not much more I can say, I also hopefully. I've reached out a couple of times to the directors of this movie. I've seen that they do some interviews. So if you guys are listening, I probably will send you this episode. If you guys are listening, I'd love to just pick your brains because this movie, it's just, it helped me so much. And the last thing I want to say is I think that there is about to be a revolution in America. And I've said this to a couple of people. Some people don't agree, but I think in my lifetime, there's going to be a big turnaround. If people keep doing stuff like this, if people keep You know, it's little things like this. It's little things like the revival in the South. It's a little bit uh, of me just going out and passing out tracks. You know, lately I've just had this fire that I'm like, I'm going to keep going for God because I don't know about you guys, but I think there's a revival that's about to go on and I want to be a part of it. So guys, get on board. Because things like this show that people are looking, just like the people in this movie, they're looking for truth and we have it. And if, if you, if me, just let's just forget about everybody listening, let's just think about you specifically and me. If we get a hold of our what we're supposed to do, of our calling, and give people the truth of God, and lead people to God, things are about to change. I know they are. So that's what I just wanted to say. I think that there's a revival coming, and I think that Christians need to hop on board, because... You either hop on this train or you're going to be left behind. Two things are going to happen right now: either the the nation is on the verge of revival or Jesus is coming back. And either way, you don't want to be found being left behind. You don't want to be found when Jesus comes back to not be doing your job, and you don't want to be found to be embarrassed by being alive in this time where I think people are looking for God and you weren't giving it to them. And movies like this show that people are looking. In the, in the revivals in the South, and the people even in my neighborhood, all of the nice reception I've gotten lately, people are looking. So give them the truth. Give them the truth that you experienced, because you wouldn't have gotten this. You wouldn't have gotten the peace that you have if somebody didn't give it to you. Be that person to somebody else. Again, amazing movie, 10 out of 10. Recommend. Go watch it so all right next week I have Charlie Banks on and I already have it recorded and everything so next week definitely Charlie Banks and I don't know why I just said next week I'm lying to you it's gonna be two weeks because I'm trying to do every other week until I get a good amount of episodes to be able to do it weekly and not get crunched by time so in a couple weeks two weeks from today be expecting Charlie Banks on Psalm 119 like I did with Donovan a little while ago so thank you so much for listening share this episode with anybody that loves movies anybody that loves christian movies anybody that loves jesus send it to them if you wouldn't mind and also leave a good review and a couple of uh hopefully five stars if you think that's what i deserve down wherever you're listening to and it would just it would help so so much i don't know if you know how much that helps but anyway all right that is my review of jesus revolution best christian movie i've ever seen period storytelling beautiful it, it, it deserves your money, and when it comes out on physical media, I will be buying it Blu-ray, day one. All right. I will see you guys in a couple of weeks. And as we end off yet another episode, I want to remind you of John 3:16. For God so loved the world, that's you, that's me, you can put your name in there, that he gave his only begotten son. Don't forget that you are loved by God. Don't let anybody tell you that you are not worth it, because you were worth enough that Jesus Christ bled and died on the cross for you. And don't forget, you can follow me on Instagram and DM me with any questions, comments, or concerns you might have on this episode. And I will gladly get back to you as soon as possible. So until next time, God bless.